make sure you take time for yourself. Um, so I have taken some time for myself due to some family things going on, but taking time for yourself can mean different things. Um, so taking time for yourself could mean if you have the ability to hire someone to help you do it. Welcome to Baddies with Business. I am your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. So baddie, tell us about yourself. Well, hi, everyone. It's so good to be here. My name is Tia Chambers, and I started the site Financially Fit and Fab, where I help millennials kick their finances in shape. And I know you're thinking, what does that even mean, Tia? So let me tell you about it. So basically, um, by helping people kick their finances in shape, you may have a personal trainer who motivates you in the gym or a nutritionist who helps you know what to eat. Well, I'm a financial coach, so I help you figure out what to do with your finances to help you save more um, and maximize the money you really have and invest is ultimately the goal. Um, so I've had the website for about four years um, and I've transitioned to different things. I've done coaching one-on-one as well as helped work on a curriculum for high school students to learn about money management. Um, I've held events for college students. Um, as well as uh, held a series on closing the racial wealth gap focused on, you know, the importance of certain demographics, the underrepresented demographics, really learning about uh, money um, as one way to close the racial wealth gap. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, what sparked your interest in, um, interest in getting into financial coaching? Was it just like a passion for money management um, like w- what sparked that the catalyst for you starting Fit and Fab? Sure, great question. So um, initially, I had a website many years ago. It seems like, and it uh, looked at my journey to natural hair. Um, so I was natural. I've been natural my entire life. However, I used to always straighten my hair. Um, so I really had to learn what am I going to do with my hair. Um, I was also on the journey of losing weight. Um, so after I kind of finished that, or I, I kind of decided to move on and pivot, um, an old coworker said, Hey, Tia, you know, you're really good at budgeting. You're able to get good deals on travel. I think you should really write about that. And so I, I pushed it off forever because I had imposter syndrome, like I'm sure many of you may have. And I said, you know, well, I'm not qualified. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't have a degree in finance specifically. So, you know, who am I to tell people what they should do with their money? Um, but it kept coming up by different people. Um, and finally, uh, a different coworker was like, Tia, just start it. So um, instead of trying to be a perfectionist, which I'm sure many of us are, um, I just decided, let me put this out there. And I end up getting great feedback. And it, it always makes me feel good knowing that I'm helping someone and encouraging someone to make better money choices. Yeah, I love that. And that your coworker was like, Tia, you better put it out there because you're good at it and we need it. <laughs> exactly. And I'm so glad she did. She just pointed out that, you know, even though you may feel like you know it or people you know may know it, but she said, well, you know, I have a son who's a college student. He doesn't know what he needs to know it. Like there are people who are where you used to be, who want to know your lessons and your, your firsthand approach. Um, and I really try to make money simplify for people to make it easy to understand. Yeah. And I love your focus around the college piece and also thinking about 
millennials, um, what kind of prompted that focus to be able to have like um, tailor what you're discussing to different audiences? Sure. You know, I really think of me being in college. So yeah. it was right after college, I um, was hanging out with a friend um, and he looked up his credit score for the first time. And he was like, oh, man, it's I don't remember what it was. It might have been like 700. Um, but he was like, oh, man, you know, I, I want to get it better. And I was thinking in my head, my credit score has to be better than his because I know he buys, you know, he was buying all the latest um, shoes and jeans and everything. I, like, I had to have a higher credit score than him. And so when I pulled up my score, it was not higher than him. And it was really a rude awakening that like, I thought that I knew about money. I thought I knew how to set a budget. I thought I really knew what to do, but I, I didn't know, you know, credit is ultimately a game and I didn't know the game. So I really feel like, especially college students and millennials need to learn the game. Um, so getting to them when they're younger is a way to um, help people learn the game. Um, Cause I, I just hate when people wait until like, Oh, I want to, I want to buy a house, but my credit is um, not at a high enough level where I can either qualify to get a home or the interest rate is just so high. Yeah. And I also appreciate that you were thinking about your story. You were also thinking about other millennials, but also because I think back to college and one of the first little um, things when we like were on the yard was a table and they were talking about get you a credit card. And I was like, I never want to get a credit card uh, because I just know like what my parents went through with like credit and things like that. So I appreciate that you're working with college students because it's not that it's not good to have a credit card. You just have to understand. um, You just have to have an understanding of it. So I think that's really smart because I think about my times in college and I could have used a TIA. (laughs) Yeah. What have been some learnings for you along this journey, especially um, being a black woman in this field? Um, I think the one of the biggest lessons is that collaboration is important. Um, so I love that in my field of financial coaches, um, especially uh, Black men and women, uh, we are very supportive of each other. So we attend conferences together um, and we really bounce ideas off each other. It's not a competition. It is let's pull each all everyone up um, because we know like there are so many people that need this, you know, money advice and um, don't mean no many people need to learn about financial education that it is okay that there is 50 of us or 100 of us. Um, so that's one thing that I really learned because it can e- be easy to be like, I mean, she looks like me, she's saying something similar. She's my competition, when in fact, you all can work together and build each other up. Yeah, definitely. Collaboration is key. And I think not only collaboration within the field that you're in, but across sectors and industries, because you never know how you can support one another. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. And um, an example would be uh, I end up working with a um, group that specialized in women, black women in IT, but primarily like recent grads was the age. And I ended up doing a um, webinar with them about money management. And so I maybe wouldn't have thought like, oh, yeah, let's work together. But it was a great way for um, me to share knowledge, but also for them to learn and to, to meet a whole nother demographic that may have not, you know, found me on social media or through my website. Yeah. Cause we all need that uh, financial support, <laughs> no matter the industry. Uh, what have been some challenges that you have been able to turn into opportunities over the years? 
question. So I think one challenge initially was finding what I really wanted to do. Um, so like I said, it originally started just as a blog or a website. And, you know, I felt like, oh, my God, I need to do everything the top bloggers do. So there are some people who make like six figures a month from blogging. It's pretty insane. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be a blogger. I'm going to be a top blogger. I'm going to retire early from being yeah. a blogger. But I realized, girl, you do not like to write. So how are you going to be a blogger <laughs> if you don't like to write? So I think that was kind of helped me to pivot and discover what I really do like to do. Um, and then, you know, I learned that, okay, I love to coach people one-on-one, -on -one, but coaching one-on-one -on -one can take a lot out of you um, because um, it just is it's a heavy time commitment. Whereas if I'm able to speak to large audiences, I can reach a lot more people, uh, maybe not as far in detail, but reach a lot more people and share wisdom with them. So I think, you know, initially I quote unquote failed. I failed at being, you know, a six figure blogger. I was able to make some passive money blogging and that always felt good. Um, but it also led me in the direction of what I really wanted to do, which was focus more on speaking um, as well as, you know, realizing I can't, I mean, I need to narrow down my focus. So like you, you asked me, how did I pick college and millennials? You know, it's really hard if you say, okay, I'm going to work with people who are, you know, five to 55. Well, the message for someone who's five is totally different than someone who's 55. Right. It, it just learning what, what I'm best at conveying. Like I have spoken to younger groups, but I know that that is not my strong suit. Um, my strong suit is more working with those high school or college students because they can uh, understand some of the more complicated things. Um, so, you know, just learning what I really like to do and learning my my strong suit, I think, came out of initially being frustrated about you know, not being a millionaire blogger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also um, what I'm hearing is like that initial desire to follow the money and where it's at, even though you had the passion, but it's still like following the money. And then you really settled on your passion, which may not get you to that place. It'll get you there eventually because I'm claiming it for you, Tia. But um, really settling on your passion and your niche um, where you can specialize and like you become the expert and people like, nope, go to Tia if you're focused on that. So um, I think that's a really good lesson that people can take with them. And it's really to like follow that passion and that love that you have. And you have a great point. Just realizing that I am not everything to everyone, um, mm -hmm. but I was able to make connections and collaborate. So if I met with someone, and I realized, man, you don't have life insurance. And I really think you need life insurance in case something happens. Well, I can connect you with, um, you know, a person that I know that's really good. It will explain everything well to you, will not take advantage of you and help you with life insurance. So just kind of learning my lane, just like you said, um, and then also making connections with people in other lanes so I can re make referrals and those connections. Yeah, I love that. Um, and thinking about some of those learnings that you've had, um, what is something that you would tell your younger Betty self, be it? a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, um, that you have learned now? So kind of like some words of encouragement for the younger Tia. Um, I would say be patient. Mm. Um, don't expect for things to happen overnight is one. But also number two is don't be afraid to fail. I yeah. feel like this is what I'm finally learning now is, you know, it is okay if you set a goal that is um, a big goal, because even if you don't reach it, if you get halfway there, um, you still accomplish something. 
Um, so those would be the two things. Definitely, you know, don't be afraid to set a big goal. So, so for example, if you're listening and you have set a, a money goal for 2021, you know, don't be afraid to set the goal at, you know, saving, for example, $1,000 this year. And you may think, man, that's a lot of money. Like I've never saved $1,000 in a year. Um, but if you break it down to smaller goals, and you even if you say like, oh man, okay, well, I was able to save, you know, $500 this year. That was more than I saved last year. Mm-hmm. You're still proud of yourself because you've done more than you've done last year. So just same in business. Um, so not being afraid to set big goals and work to those, but still being proud of what you're able to accomplish if you don't reach that big goal. Yeah. Setting those big goals. So let's set some big goals for you, Tia. Um, Where do you aspire for um, Financially Fit and Fab to be in two to three years? And how how can the community of baddies help you get there starting from the day they hit play on this episode? Great question. So, I mean, if you're a baddie out here listening, I would love if you follow me on Instagram. I'm sure um, she'll share the details, but it's Fin, Fit, and Fab um, is the username on Instagram. Um, so like I mentioned, my passion really has turned into speaking to large groups. Um, so uh, career-wise, I do something very similar. I work uh, with investing and retirement planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so continuing to speak to large groups, um, it may be more so retirement plan uh, participants, um, but continue to speak to, to big colleges. So um, while I lived in Indianapolis, I was able to speak to you know Butler University students, University of Indianapolis, uh, DePaul University, uh, quite a few schools in um, Indianapolis. So I hope um, as I move um, that I'll be able to do the same in my new community. Um, But, you know, really the way that I'm able to um, get speaking engagements is from word of mouth. That has been almost everything that I've received. It hasn't been me reaching out. It's really been people that follow me on social media or know me and that refer. um, And then hopefully those engagements go well and continually um, get referred. So definitely follow me on social media. Um, and you know, just, just, uh, that would be great. Tell your friends as well. Awesome. So I'll make sure to include, um, your Instagram handle in the description of this episode. So in closing, Tia would love for you to leave us with a closing baddie, uh, business tip. So it can be a tip. It can be like a little tweet size quote words of wisdom, but what do you want to leave us with today? Uh, my words of wisdom would be, uh, make sure you take time for yourself. Um, So I have taken some time for myself due to some family things going on, but taking time for yourself can mean different things. Um, So taking time for yourself could mean if you have the ability to hire someone to help you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not always super expensive. Uh, When I was still heavy into blogging, um, I was able to find uh, people on the website Upwork um, as well as fiber and it would be inexpensive and they could help me write articles or help me with images. So don't like, make sure you take time for yourself. And that may mean that you hire someone, um, to help you and there's nothing wrong with it. We can't do everything. Um, so that really is my tip for, you know, the baddies out there listening. Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things Baddies with Business. If you're a baddie 
with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.